come on, you knew this was coming. Oh yeah. Mm. Deeper pixels. Ooh. That's a lot of magnets moving around in a very small space. If you want one of these, free shipping until February 12th. I'll put a link in the show description. So I want to come full circle in this video and talk about Fujifilm. Now, if you followed the channel for a while, you know that last year I was able to borrow the X-T2 and the X-Pro2, both of which I was extremely impressed with. And I really have a high regard for what Fujifilm are doing. And I was trying to decide which way I wanted to go in that system. And around that time, I guess by the time we got to October, I had an opportunity to work with Phase 1 and then Hasselblad came along. So I've kind of been off in this medium format territory for a while. But I wanted to come back and talk about Fujifilm as I finally decided actually not to go with either one of those cameras. I ended up going with the new X-E3 and there's a couple reasons why and I want to talk about the X-E3 because I'm really actually very impressed with this camera and here's the deal with Fuji. What brought me to the whole system was I was really impressed with the ergonomics and the attention that was given to the user experience and the design and I did several videos on that and I was really impressed with it. What ended up keeping me with the Fuji system were one, the lens quality. The lenses are amazing that are available for these cameras. And two, the X-Trans sensor along with the processor and the image quality that you get out these is absolutely outstanding. And so that's what I want to talk about a little bit in this video. But first I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor today who are the awesome folks over at squarespace.com. You need a website. You need a place to put your stuff. And so whether you're building a website, a portfolio, or even an online store, Squarespace have you covered. It's an all-in-one solution for building beautiful websites sites, drag and drop interface. It's as easy as drag and dropping a folder of images and you too can build a website. So go check out the free trial. And if you decide you want to go with Squarespace, I can save you 10% on your order by using offer code AOP on checkout. Once again, that offer code is AOP. And I want to give a special shout out and thanks to the folks at Squarespace for sponsoring another episode of The Art of Photography. So let's talk about the X-E3. So I was very lucky enough to borrow both of the top of the line Fuji cameras, the X-T2, the X-Pro2. I loved the X-T2, it was incredible. The X-Pro2 I liked even more and I really liked the rangefinder influence design that it had and this real retro look. In fact, I got grilled in the video when I called it a rangefinder and I know it's not actually a rangefinder, but the viewfinder in there is amazing. The fact that you have several different modes, whether you wanna just use a straight through optical viewfinder or whether you want the EVF displayed on there or there's this third mode where you can actually dial in and focus on specific things. I thought it was really impressive. Now the deal with the X-Pro2 is that's really what I was leaning towards, but I found as I was using the camera that I wasn't actually using any of the options on that viewfinder. As cool as they were, they were really more kind of just to show people how impressive it was than something that was really practical for me at least. And so I liked that camera, but it was still a little big, and then the X-E3 was announced, and that's why I ended up going with this, because you do lose some of the dials on the top, but you get them back in other ways because it's very customizable. I'll talk about that in a second. The other thing that this has going forward is this camera is way under $1,000, and so it's a lot less than the other two cameras that I got to borrow. And when I mentioned that I came to Fuji for kind of the awesome user interface and the feel of them, I ended up staying for the image quality and also those lenses, and I thought it would be a smarter idea for me to put my money 
going into lenses than into the body itself. So that's kind of what ended up making the decision for me. So the X-E3 is kind of a little brother, no frills version of the X-Pro2. The layout changes slightly, but it is highly customizable. You do lose the groovy viewfinder options and the viewfinder on the X-E3 is smaller. You also lose weather sealing and it is single card slot only, but you do gain a touchscreen, which is very useful. It is slightly better autofocus and a faster burst rate. And most important, the price is well under what you see with the X-Pro2. The main thing that I wanted out of a Fuji system was to have something that was small, fairly compact and easy to carry around because I wanted to use the system mainly for candids, for street photography. I wanted it to be a small enough camera that I would be inclined to have it with me. And the EX3 has delivered on all accounts. It's been absolutely fantastic. I don't find myself using the electronic viewfinder. I use the screen on the back most of the time, but the autofocus is outstanding. Now the speed of the autofocus will vary depending on what lens you're using. But in my experience, I found it to be very accurate. And a lot of that is due to the fact that they are now using contrast and phase hybrid autofocus system in here. And it is absolutely outstanding. So I want to talk for a second about how I have the X-E3 set up, because as I mentioned earlier, you do have fewer dials than you do on the X-T2 or the X-Pro tool, but you still have access to everything. Now, one thing I want to say before I get into this, if you're not familiar with the Fuji system, most cameras have a mode selection dial. So you can go to program mode, aperture priority, shutter priority, X-E3, in fact, all the Fuji cameras work differently. In fact, on the aperture collar on the lens, you'll see that there is an A mode. That's what I'm in right now. If I want to dial in the actual aperture, if I want to go to F-16 or F-11, I just dial it in. And now all of a sudden I'm in aperture priority mode. So you don't go flip a dial to get into that mode. You just grab whatever it is you want to control and you do it from there. Likewise, I can also change the shutter speed setting out of automatic and I can actually dial in the shutter speed. So now the ISO is still being compensated for, but basically whatever you want to start changing, you just grab it and go. And it's one thing I really, really love about Fuji cameras. Now, you do have some missing dials on here, but there are, and I'll try and show you here, there are two smaller dials. There's one on the front here, and there's also one on the back back here, and you can actually customize those and program them to different things. So right now I have it set where I can control ISO options from the front switch, and it also pushes in if you want to dig deeper into the menu. And from the back, I do my shutter speed. And one thing that's really cool about this camera is I ended up, as I mentioned, I wanted to use this for street photography for candid shots, just something that's really easy to carry around, and it performed excellently for that. I also did some traveling uh, a couple months ago and I used this for some landscape shops and I was really blown away. I've had a lot of experience this year shooting on medium format cameras and the resolution that they provide. Now when you consider Fuji are only making APS-C size sensors, the X-Tran is amazing and I really love what the X-Trans is able to do. Um, you get a ton of resolution even for an APS-C size sensor it's still 24 megapixels so you have enough resolution and the detail that I'm getting on these images is amazing. Now, one thing I want to show you about landscape shots that I thought was very cool. Hang on, I need my filter system here. Nine stop neutral density filter. Gradient filter. All right, so neutral density filter, gradient neutral density, we are slowing down the exposure considerably. Now, why would you use this? Well, there was one shot in particular where I was shooting over this pond. I wanted the clouds to have a slight blur and I wanted the water to kind of just ice over. I didn't want to see ripples in it. I want it to have that really glassy effect. So that's why you use neutral density filters and it results in a much slower shutter speed. In fact, sometimes you want like a five minute shutter speed or like a two minute or depending on how much neutral density you've got on here, how much you want to slow that motion down. So here's the cool thing about the 
X E3. I'm gonna take the shutter dial and I'm gonna move this clear over to T. So on older film cameras, T was this time mode and basically you would press the shutter release once to open the shutter and press it again to close and you can even use a cable release if you didn't want to move the camera. Well, what's really cool is this allows you to manually set the shutter speed to a long exposure and let me show you. All right, so what I'm gonna do now is I'm going to use the back dial to control my shutter speed and when you start moving this over here, 6.5 seconds, 13 seconds, 30 seconds, 50 seconds, here's four minutes, it's going up in increments of stop, but it's also giving you an electronic preview on the back. Now all it's doing inside the camera is it's using, it's substituting a really high gain setting just for your preview just so you can see what your exposure is going to sort of look like and it's surprisingly accurate. Sometimes it's off a little bit but you can totally adjust that with the second shot. Anyway then once I press the shutter speed it will start the countdown timer. I'll show you and we're at four minutes 359 and it just counts it down until the exposure is finished. That's how you can do really long landscape photography with this. Another thing that's very cool is you do have a function switch up here that you can assign to various things. How I have this set up and the way I like to work since I do use this camera mostly for candid shooting is sometimes you are in sensitive situations where you don't want the camera to make any noise at all and so I like to be able to toggle between using the mechanical shutter or an electronic shutter which use with caution that's a whole video unto itself but anyway when I press this, I don't know if you can see it on here, I'm actually able to toggle between those modes and so I can just go straight over the electronic shutter and that way when I make an exposure, no noise at all, and you can switch right back to mechanical shutter quick and easy. So there are a few complaints that I have on the X-E3 and these are all very minor but they're still frustrating just the same. Now one thing that's very cool is that Fujifilm has given you a touch screen so when you want to autofocus you can just touch a point it'll go. Super easy to use. You can also use the joystick to uh, toggle around. Anyway super easy. What I don't like is they have given you these swipe functions. So the whole idea is that if I swipe from the right I'm able to kind of bring up this little sub menu for my film uh, simulation. So when I swipe to the right that's what it's supposed to do. What I've found is in reality is that you swipe and it's just moving the autofocus or if I'm in image playback it'll swipe over when I'm trying to go to the next image. Anyway there's too much going on on the screen it's not very big and I think that's just kind of cumbersome in how that's done. These aren't functions I use a lot anyway, and you can turn those off, but that is a minor complaint that I have. Second minor complaint is this. You guys will notice that I am using the optional grip on here, which I actually do recommend. It's not a difficult camera to hold, but the grip does give you a little extra stability in there. Now, the reason I actually bought the grip is you will notice where the tripod socket where the grip attaches, it's not right under the lens. So that means if you don't have the grip, your tripod attachment will not be under the lens. So if you're trying to do any kind of panoramic stuff where you're going to stitch later or anything like that, forget it. So you actually do need the grip. The problem with the grip is that it's another $130. So why can't you just build it into the camera? Anyway, one cool thing about the grip though is you may have noticed that I'm not using a tripod adapter because the grip has these little wings that hang out and it is Arca Swiss compatible. So if you use an Arca Swiss tripod mount, all you have to do is pop it on there and swing it in. So that is kind of cool. But uh, anyway, I just kind of wish they didn't ask you to spend another $130 on that when it should probably just be included and up the price or whatever so we don't know. It's just become something to complain about. So all in all, I've been really happy with the X-E3 and what I wanted was something that was smaller than the X-T2 or the X-Pro2 but still had the same image quality and access to the same lenses and it's exactly what this delivers. In fact, I might even say it's got...
<laughs> of course. But seriously, this brings me back to a point that I've made that I've been very frustrated with over the last couple of years with camera manufacturers and camera design in general. Now, a lot of camera companies will come out and they will have some kind of flagship model and then they release models underneath that are missing features that are not found on the flagship model. And essentially what they're doing is they're protecting the top of the line. They want you to spend the money on the flagship. I don't get the sense that Fuji are doing that at all. I think what Fuji are doing is they're supplying different designs for different price points for different approaches to photography and what's actually going to fulfill your needs as a photographer, which is really important in modern camera design, not protecting something at the top of the lineup. And so hats off to Fuji. You don't have all the dials and stuff that you do on, say, the X-Pro2, but the whole idea is that this is a smaller camera and they do have workarounds for stuff that you might be missing with physical dials. And so anyway, it's I think it's an incredible value for the money. And like I said, it's allowed me to kind of put my finances into actually buying lenses for this thing, which is really one of the key points with Fuji is you have the image quality and a lot of that has to do with the X-Trans sensor, the processor, and then the lenses that they make are absolutely outstanding. So anyway... That's about all I got today. If you guys have any questions, please leave a comment below. I want to hear from you. I will see you guys in the next video. Until then, later.